is it? Oh, hey, it's you. Mostly sunny with a high of 93 and a real feel of 95 at the moment. (laughs) Safe to say it's pretty warm out there. If you find yourself having to travel, be sure to uh, drink lots of water. Maybe bring a bottle with you or two. We're going to jump right into tonight's show because I have something special for you. Have you heard about Muffy? Muffy the Little Magician? No? Muffy Adler was a young, soft-spoken 11-year-old girl living in a busy town. She had no brothers or sisters no pets. Both of her parents worked in the medical field, leaving her alone quite often. Just Muffy and her stuffed animals. Her home was located in a quiet suburb on the western side of that town. Between school and home, she didn't have many friends and would keep to herself A room full of toys, dolls, trains, puppets, all kinds of different creations were her only friends, and she loved to use her imagination. From being a pirate out at sea, to a little doctor trying to perform surgery on a stuffed animal, that had come undone. She had a creative young mind and a kind soul that would go to carry her far. It was an early afternoon at her elementary school. The day was almost over. All students were to report to their homeroom classes for dismissal. But this afternoon was particularly special. It was show and tell a day where students brought objects with them to show and describe to classmates what they were, from tiny pets to model planes. Muffy had her contribution ready in her backpack. She was the quietest girl in the class, and she was aware 
thinking this would be a chance to be more open and accepted by her peers. She was ready and excited. Mrs. Dandelion's class in room 103A was her home room, and all of the students assigned to that room were present, with show and tell being in full swing. Mr. Plum, the teacher aide, was joyed to see some of the interesting items kids brought to class. He was a middle-aged man with thinning hair and a love for uniform vests, but more importantly, a love for his job and his community. One boy brought his bottle cap collection. Another one brought his hamster. A girl brought a colorful necklace her grandmother gave to her. Soon it was Muffy's turn, and a small part of her just couldn't wait. Thank you, Dustin, Mrs. Dandelion sang, following a round of applause from his peers. Do we have anyone that wants to go next? She asked the room. Muffy was nervous. She was a little scared, but she slowly raised her hand in the air, only to put it back down slightly the moment Mr. Plum saw her. He smiled and walked over to her desk. Muffy, do you have something you want to share with us? He said in a quiet, friendly voice. She looked to Mr. Plum, then to Mrs. Dandelion, who smiled as well and gave her a nod of encouragement. Little Muffy took a deep breath and stood with her backpack, walking to the front of the class, her little heart beating quickly. She turned to her classmates, looking to the right and to the left, to only see eyes and faces looking back at her. She stood stiff, unzipping her backpack. She reached inside and pulled out a stuffed animal, her favorite one in the whole world. This is Baba the Whale she said in a tiny whisper. What? rudely responded a male student in the back. Mrs. Dandelion shot him a piercing look of displeasure. She turned to Muffy, who had her head down. Muffy, it's beautiful. Tell us a little bit about Baba the Whale, Mrs. Dandelion said, trying to comfort her student. She was hesitant and stood, with her sight to the floor, holding the stuffed animal close to her. She's my best friend, Muffy replied in that same tiny whisper. A boy in the front row began to laugh, followed by the student next to him, and before you know it, a section of the class was chuckling at her. This filled Muffy with great pain, and as quickly as she could, she grabbed her bag and darted out of the classroom. Muffy was very hurt as she continued down the hall, 
toward the school exit. She felt embarrassed and alone. Opening a door leading out of the school, she ran. Ran as quickly as her little legs could take her. She continued on into a wooded area next to the school. Just running. Escaping. Far into the woods. There was a path that led to a tree she would sit under whenever she was feeling sad. She didn't know why they were being so mean. Little Muffy had stopped running. With her tired feet, she stopped at the tree she knew very well and stood still for a moment, holding Baba close to her. A tear fell to the grass beneath her. She dropped her backpack and sat up against the tree, crying, crying her eyes out, holding her only friend as close as she could. Never before had she felt so rejected and embarrassed. Muffy was broken. It grew colder. A dense white fog swept past her ankles. Her head buried. She hadn't noticed anything. The fog had become thicker and piled, shuffling against her knees. With her sweater sleeve, she wiped her face and immediately grew wide-eyed when she had seen the dense fog. She sat still, motionless, holding on to Baba the whale in a newfound confusion. She took her left hand and waved it up and down next to her as to make the fog dance. A tiny smile on her face. A curious Muffy moved to peek around the tree where the fog seemed to be coming from. She took a breath and poked her head out to see a long, tall figure. In the thick of the fog stood a person, a person with a long black robe covering the feet and a top hat. This top hat was unusually tall. It looked like the barrel of a cannon. Raveness's black hair sat upon his shoulders. His back was turned as the fog continued to linger in giant plumes. Muffy was frightened. Her heart began to beat faster. She had no idea who or what was standing in front of her. With a terrified jolt, she quickly sat back against the tree, panting heavily. She thought of getting up and dashing away, but was paralyzed with fear. Maybe it didn't see her, she thought to herself. The fog kept rolling through the air, 
as little Muffy peeked her sight around the tree again in hopes the tall figure had vanished. To her surprise, it was gone. Only fog was present where it once stood. She was still, grabbing for her backpack a moment later. She got to one knee and turned her head only to be face to face with the tall, dark silhouette from before. A chill shot through the blood of little Muffy. She fell back to the bark of the tree, scooting her feet, panting in sheer terror. Although she could have, Muffy didn't scream. Something about this figure felt oddly safe. The fog kept rolling. A handsome, distinguished-looking fellow stood before her. Muffy said not a word and stared up at him. He stood clad in a long black robe. Taking his arm from inside, a long black sleeve, equipped with a white glove over his hand, began to reach for the brim of his tall, tall hat. She stared in anticipation of what was next. He took hold of the brim and removed his hat, releasing a large flock of doves. They flew and they flew. All over they flew. Muffy was still, silent and remained quite scared, but a part of her felt secure and amazed at what she was seeing. She smiled. The many flying doves had turned to flowers, falling through the air down to the ground as he closed his eyes and tipped his hat. I would never hurt you, my daughter in magic he said in a deep, reassuring tone. Muffy sat stiff against the tree. What was happening? I am Alistair the Mystic, he revealed, putting the hat back atop his head. My name is Muffy, she said. Can I ask you something, sir? Of course, Muffy. What is it? Alistair replied. Are, are you a real person? Little Muffy inquired to him. He smiled. I am real to you. Only you can see me, my daughter, said the mystic. Muffy slowly rose to her feet, belongings in hand. You're my dad? she asked. You have a kind, pure heart, Muffy. I am your guardian. We are one, bonded through magic, the mystic answered. With eyes still wide, she stood silent. You must go, Muffy, he said, turning his back 
beginning to disappear into the thick fog. But wait, I... Oh, Alistair. Sure, Alistair. I summon thee, I do. It's easy, my love, he uttered, fading away into the afternoon air. A breeze rustled the tree leaves over her head and all around her. Muffy! Muffy, are you out here? yelled out another voice. It sounded familiar. It was Mr. Plum. Mr. Plum, somewhat of a mentor, was aware of the young girl's disposition and knew the deep brush beside the school was her place of solitude. This wasn't the first time something like this had happened. Muffy? He called out once more, feet crunching leaves beneath him. Little Muffy, still quite astonished with what she had seen a moment ago, was hesitant to speak. With her bag remaining against the tree, she held Baba the Whale close to her chest with her chin burrowed and listened as the footsteps of Mr. Plum grew closer. Alas, she was found standing motionless, gazing at the brush below her feet and then up to her mentor. Muffy, are you all right? He asked. She nodded, returning her sight to the floor. With a soft grin, Mr. Plum looked onto Muffy. He knew Muffy was sad, but expected her to remain quiet about it, as she so often did. He walked over to the tree where her backpack rested and secured it in his left hand. Let's get you home, okay? The school buses should be pulling in in just a moment, he encouraged her. Still holding on to her stuffed animal, she began walking back towards the school with Mr. Plum, one step after another. Approaching the courtyard circle of the school near the main entrance, Mrs. Dandelion could be seen seeing her students off as their respective buses lined up to take them home for the day. Mrs. Audra Dandelion, a tall, slender woman with long golden locks and deep, loving green eyes, was someone dependable a loved and renowned figure at the school who believed in encouraging her students as well as all children that they could do and be anything they dreamed about. She has been unselfishly recognized as Teacher of the Year numerous times and continues to be a beacon of hope to children and educators all over the area. She noticed the young girl and Mr. Plum as they passed the eastern entrance of the school, making their way towards the bus bay. 
She gestured them over to her as they grew closer. Mr. Plum gave a look to Dandelion as to suggest he was happy to have found her, but bothered by how lonely the little girl must have felt. Mrs. Dandelion knelt down to Muffy's level as they approached her. With one hand on Muffy's shoulder, Mr. Plum lightly gestured her forward to listen to what Mrs. Dandelion had to say. She stood before her, and Mrs. Dandelion gave a deep, caring gaze into the little girl's eyes. With her sight to the floor, Mrs. Dandelion gently parted the hair from in front of Muffy's eyes, to which she looked up and met her teacher's gaze. I think Baba is beautiful, Muffy. Here, she said, handing Muffy a colorful sticker with the words Super Student etched across in bright colors. She looked at it and then smiled softly before returning her sight back down. The last two buses began to pull in as more students exited the main entrance of the school. One of those buses was Muffy's ride home. Don't forget your backpack, hon, said Mr. Blum with a warm tone of voice. Mrs. Dandelion remained focused on her student as Mr. Plum draped the backstrap over her shoulder. Thank you, Muffy said in a small, quiet voice. You are oh so welcome, sweetheart, Mrs. Dandelion expressed, slowly rising back to stand. We'll see you tomorrow, okay? She continued. Muffy began to walk toward her school bus, waving goodbye to her teacher and the aide. Her steps, small and light, still holding on to her best friend, Baba the Whale. She stepped onto the bus, and after but a moment, they began to depart, one after the other. Mrs. Dandelion turned to her aide with a concerned look about her. I'm worried. What can we do? She inquired to him. Mr. Plum sighed deeply, looking to the last row of buses departing from the school grounds. I don't know. We'll help her get through somehow. Let's head back inside, he suggested, as they both started back toward the building. A light rain began to fall from the sky. Muffy's bus was emptier than usual that afternoon, as per the school's afternoon clubs. She often sat alone, in the front row, fourth seat back, this was her favorite spot. She sat closest to the window, looking out, helplessly thinking of the mysterious man 
with the tall hat she had met in the forest. Who was he? Where did he come from? Was he real or just her imagination? The school bus came to a slow stop on Muffy Street. Mountain Glade Terrace. Parents lined the sidewalk to collect their children as they began to exit one by one. The sounds of laughter and reunion filled the air as little Muffy was the last one to leave. She made it to the first row of seats when the bus driver did turn and say her goodbye. Have a good evening, Muffy. She stopped briefly. Thank you, the little girl responded in her quiet voice. Descending the bus stairs, she stepped off to the sight of parents and children leaving to their respective homes. Muffy's parents were always busy with their jobs, so they hardly ever had time to do as the other adults did. The light rain she felt falling upon her head as she began her short walk up the street, one foot after the other, still holding on to her best friend, Baba the Whale. Coming up on the driveway, the loud whirring of a vacuum caught her ears just beyond the front screen door that was slightly open. She climbed the set of stairs, walking inside to the side of her mother tidying up the living room. Couches out of place, things moved around from where they once were. Muffy didn't know everything about her mother, but what she did know was she enjoyed cleaning, and she wouldn't stop until it got late. Little Muffy came to the base of the stairs when the whirring stopped and her mother, Cynthia Adler, turned to notice her arrival. Hey, Muffin, how was school? She asked with a big smile. Muffy looked upon her mother with a blank expression, then to the floor. She paced up the stairs with not another word, leaving Mrs. Adler with a confused, worried look. She was left in a still silence before Muffy's door had shut, prompting her to go and talk with her daughter, but she decided to wait. She sighed. Give her time, Cynthia, she thought to herself. Inside the room of little Muffy was almost every child's dream. A vast wonderland of toys and trinkets, model trains and airplanes, giant teddy bears, board games, marbles, and block-shaped wind-up toys that looked like soldiers guarding a mountain of dolls and stuffed animals to which she knew as Doll Island 
She loved them all, but her favorite one was Baba the Whale, Big Blue Baba. They came together at a carnival many years ago. Her father, Dennis Adler, won the stuffed animal by finishing first in the water gun race. He let Muffy pick the prize, and they've been inseparable ever since. She took off her backpack, setting it upon the floor, and leapt onto her bed, best friend in hand. Little Muffy began to stare through the array of toys in the corner of her room in a very deep haze. She thought of the wizard or the magician. She wasn't sure what he was, but his words played in her mind over and over again, a phrase she had yet to escape. Oh, Alistair, sure, Alistair, I summon thee, I do. It was dark by the time Muffy realized she had fallen asleep. The day took a lot out of her. With two finger snaps, fixtures scaling the wall, lined along the sides of Doll Island, lit up. The smell of a home-cooked meal made its way into her room through the cracks of her door. Mom must have been done cleaning. There was a knock. Muffy, come get something to eat her mother said, peeking her head inside the door. Your father made a stew, and it smells great. Okay, the little girl replied. Setting her best friend aside, she gathered herself and rallied out of her room and down the stairs. The table was set. Mrs. Adler was seated, checking emails on her smartphone, waiting for her husband and daughter to arrive. There was a tiny bowl filled to the top with stew. This was Muffy's. Carrots, sweet potatoes, corn, herbs, and big chunks of beef, collectively steaming as the little girl took her seat. Mr. Adler, carrying two large hot bowls of stew, set one upon the table as Cynthia set her emails aside and grabbed the other from him. He looked to Muffy. It's hot, honey. Be careful, he cautioned her before returning to the kitchen to retrieve his beverage. Dennis was wise to the fact that both Muffy and his wife enjoyed fresh-squeezed lemonade, to which he provided to them. He had a seat, and the family began to dine. This is good, right, Muffy? asked the little girl's mother. Her father looked to her again, with a silly, inquisitive face about him. Muffy grabbed her glass of juice and nodded her head yes with a slight grin. 
Dennis regained natural composure and looked upon his daughter carefully. How was school? he inquired. Muffy was still, eyes glued to the centerpiece. She said nothing. Seconds passed. Did something happen? her mother chimed. No. Muffy answered back in a small voice. Another few seconds passed. Nothing was said. She slid out of her seat and paced out of the dining room, up the stairs, and into her room. Her parents were left confused as they both looked to each other with the same expression. I'm going to go talk to her, Mrs. Adler insisted. She's got an hour before bed. I'll check on her before then. Give her some time, he said. Muffy closed the bedroom door behind her, jumped onto her bed, and began to cry with her face buried among the tiny pillows. She could hear the laughs, the mocking. She thought of the mysterious stranger from before and assumed it was her imagination which made her feel worse. How come no one real wants to be my friend? The young girl thought to herself. She cried and cried and suddenly something happened. An idea. She tried her face and looked toward the bedroom wall. Something in Muffy felt strange, the feeling of an odd energy, a pressure surrounding her, the same feeling from the woods, frightening, yet strangely warm and safe. Oh, Alistair, sure, Alistair, I summon thee, I do, she muttered. The trees outside of her bedroom window began to rustle. Seconds passed, yet nothing happened. Deflated, the young girl buried her head once again. There was a knock. Her father opened the door. Muffin, you okay? he asked, making his way into the center of the room. It was quiet as Dennis looked upon his daughter, worried. They were being mean, Muffy answered him. He sighed with hands to his hips. Dennis continued over to his daughter's bed and had a seat next to her. You are a bright young girl. Your mother and I love you very much, he said with a hand upon her head. Do you want me to speak with your teacher? Muffy shook her head. Her father smiled as somehow he knew this would be her response. Somehow. I'll be up in time to make you breakfast. We know mommy doesn't make pancakes the way I do. 
said the young girl's father with a cheeky grin, poking fun. He wanted to be sure Muffy was smiling, at least once before he sent her to bed. And he was successful. He kissed her on the head and got to his feet when he noticed something odd, something he never noticed before. Honey, this is cool. Did Mommy get it? Get what? she questioned. Dennis walked toward the closet and picked up one of Muffy's stuffed toys. This, he said, revealing what was in his hand. Muffy's eyes grew big, very big. A stuffed toy that resembled the mysterious man she saw in the forest. The same black robe, hair, and the top hat was unmistakable. A staff was attached to the toy, lighting up a deep purple from the sphere on top. Her body shook just a little. Muffy, said Dennis in a nervous tone. She regained focus. I was trying to remember where I got it, but I can't. Muffy responded. Dennis took another look at it and began to laugh, setting it upon the dresser near Doll Island. It's lovely, he said. Get some sleep, okay? Muffy nodded in agreeance, and her father leisurely made his way out of the room, closing the door behind him. With her heart pounding, she immediately returned her eyes toward the dresser. The young girl owned a lot of stuffed animals, toys and objects. But one thing she knew was certain. This one, her mother didn't buy. And it wasn't there before she left for dinner. Only after those words... The words uttered from the mysterious man before he disappeared into nothing. Could it be? Her eyes were still upon the toy for what seemed like many minutes before she slowly inched her way off the bed, approaching the dresser with small, nervous steps. The air was a bit cold and appeared to get colder the closer she became. Trees rustled in the background. She stood before the dresser and the mysterious item with not a single movement. Is that you? She wondered. She reached to grab it, and heard the sound of a small object tapping against her window. Silence. The sound repeated after a few seconds. The little girl rushed onto the bed and up to her window, slowly peeling one of the curtains back. A single white dove stood upon the window's ledge, cooing 
going about its feathers. Before little Muffy could sit and admire the creature, it flew away. The young girl grew suspicious and turned her sight back toward the mysterious object that had disappeared. It was no longer in its place, and Muffy's heart began to beat faster. You need not be worried, my love, a voice echoed in her room. The same voice. Muffy wouldn't soon forget the sound of it. She was frightened, but felt safe at the same time, just as she did before. A plume of fog lifted from the center of her room. It grew, and it grew, to which the room was consumed in a dense white haze. Strangely, Muffy was content. Although she didn't know what was happening at all, she felt no danger. A purple light shone in the midst of it and slowly the fog began to clear until it grew thin enough to reveal the same tall, shadowy figure from school. Alistair the Mystic. He stood before her, tall and very still. His eyes, a piercing blue, looked down upon Muffy, who sat motionless herself, looking up at him. Alistair lifted his left arm and reached inside of his cloak, pulling from it a shiny pendant. He offered it to Muffy, gesturing his hand forward. The little girl was hesitant, but the mystic remained centered in his place. She moved closer, inch by inch, and reached forward to grab the pendant from Alistair. It was cold and had a beautiful purple stone attached. As long as you are in possession of this gift, you can communicate with me, little one. All you must do is think it, he informed her with a smile. She looked at the pendant and back up to Alistair. What's happening? the little girl asked. Seconds of silence passed. I am a sorcerer of true dark magic. I've existed for many eons, and always at my side was a little girl, a practitioner, a princess of dark magic. In another existence, this practitioner was you, Muffy, he answered. You have no memory of this, as I can expect, but we are forever bonded through the arts. 
and I am pleased to have found you once again, the mystic added, with a bow of the head. Stunned, little Muffy said nothing. The rustle of trees played a long silence. I was a princess, she inquired to him. A princess of tremendous skill, he answered, second only to me. Muffy shuffled the pendant in her hands, still quite nervous. Muffy called the mystic. She looked up at him. You have many questions. This I know. In time, everything will be clear to you. For now, I want you to repeat after me. The little girl grew still with anticipation. Show Xian, he spoke unto her. Show Xian, she obliged. The purple stone pendant began to glow very bright, and the body of little Muffy slowly began to rise. She was floating up into the air. Alistair the mystic cracked a smile, arms flailing as she lifted a few feet from the bed, then back down. Someone is coming, the mystic said to her. Sure enough, footsteps could be heard approaching Muffy's room. There was a knock. The door opened just a crack. It was Cynthia. Are you okay, honey? I heard you yell. She questioned, poking her head inside of the room. Muffy was quiet. She looked over and discovered the mystic had reverted back into one of her stuffed toys, sitting back upon the dresser. I saw an owl, she answered back. Mrs. Adler laughed. Must have been some owl, she said. Get some sleep. Okay, Muffy responded, shuffling her blankets and settling into bed. The door closed. The little girl looked over at stuffed Alistair, set atop the dresser. Sleep. Tomorrow is yet another sun and moon, my love. Look forward to your training, he said. With a smile and eyes heavy, Muffy fell fast asleep. It wasn't before dawn. Muffy Adler awoke to the sound of a knock upon her door. Almost time for school, Muffin, said her father, peering his head inside. The sunrise shone across the floor through her bedroom curtains as Muffy stretched and leisurely got out of bed. 
She put on her school uniform and grabbed her backpack, not forgetting the purple stone pendant before she started heading downstairs. There was a tiny stack of blueberry pancakes, a fried egg, and a small glass of orange juice sitting upon the table. Muffy had a seat, her father sitting across from her, doing work on his two-in-one, and ate breakfast. She could hear a large vehicle approaching from the window. It was the school bus, all right. I'll get that, honey. Go ahead. Have a great day, Dennis said to his daughter as she then leapt out of her seat and hurried outside to catch the school bus. The sun was still rising, and it wasn't raining anymore. The bus was filled with her schoolmates, most of them half asleep. It was just another day traveling to school, but this time, Muffy felt different, a lot different. The purple stone glued just a little as she took her seat in her favorite spot and watched her dad return inside the home, rolling down the street and off to school. The next time we meet, we'll see what's in store for little Muffy. Through a series of events, she was able to meet Alastair the Mystic, a dark, mysterious, but friendly magician who was very kind toward her. His last words before she drifted to bed wouldn't soon leave her mind. Look forward to your training. What did he mean? Would she become magical just like him? We'll solve that next episode. Until then, please consider leaving a like, comment, or review of the podcast. It'd help a great deal. Also, please share this podcast with anyone you think could use a buddy in the dark. Someone they can rely on when the nights get a little rocky. I hope you enjoy part